0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, senior running back Jamal Williams will not play for BYU in 2015. What that means for Cougar football right now. It's a fast Friday. Brian Keel joins
1: us for a breakdown of every position group. We pick the best player and breakout players in each group. And how
0: you will have access to BYU football like never before. It's all part of our 2015 Fall Camp Preview. Let's go. This is BYU
2: Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU
0: Sports Nation, back to work, live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Happy Friday, August 7th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with daytime soap opera critic, Jerem Jordan.
1: I'm very excited about today's show. It's our fall camp preview. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks. Fall camp preview. Tomorrow, they practice for the first time. Tomorrow. And today, they report. It's Christmas. They get all the swag. Go to some team meetings. Get ready to go. And tomorrow, they're out on the field. Not in pads quite yet. In uh, day five, fully padded. But we'll be there. BYU Sports Nation will cover it. By the way, tomorrow... At 8 Eastern time, when media availability happens, we will be periscoping live interviews from post-practice for the first time.
0: Unprecedented coverage of BYU football fall camp. Jeremy will have a full recap in Soap Opera Digest okay. coming up. At,
1: I've, I stopped writing that like a few months ago. <laughs> At BYU TV Sports is the Twitter handle that you want to follow uh, for those periscopes. Also follow BYU Sports Nation as well.
0: Now speaking of access, listen to this, BYU football fans. You are now an insider. BYU Broadcasting, in collaboration with BYU Athletics and IMG College, are launching a brand new all access BYU football show. Literally, after months of talks and planning, we are pleased to announce that inside BYU football, a new behind the scenes weekly show will air on BYU TV. A select seasoned production team will be embedded with the BYU football team. All season long.
1: Okay, this isn't just fall camp, people. This is all year. And this is going to be fantastic. Inside BYU football.
0: Locker room access for you, the BYU fan. Inside BYU football. Starting September 1st, there will be a special one-hour kickoff camp recap special. It'll air on BYU TV at 7 Eastern. Again, that's on September 1st. Then every other Tuesday during the football season, 30-minute episodes will air at 7.30 Eastern. We are talking about unprecedented coverage and access to BYU football. Players and coaches mic'd up. This is, as you as you called it, Jeremy, in our morning meeting, BYU football reality television.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. There are similar programs to this that exist. This has never happened with BYU. Bronco Mendenhall wanted this to to be something, the the stories to be told from inside. So never-before-seen access uh, for BYU fans. So check it out Tuesdays on BYU TV. So it'll be a weekly 30-minute show uh, starting September 8th. So September 1st, a one-hour dish, cover all of fall camp, and then the whole season, not just fall camp, the whole season. It's going to be fantastic. Tuesday nights you'll have After Further Review and uh, Inside BYU Football as well. Awesome.
0: Can I get enough? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines on top of what we just discussed. BYU senior running back Jamal Williams withdrew from school. He will redshirt the 2015 football season. What that means for BYU now in just a few minutes.
1: Headline number two: Elijah Bryant. Finally, we can say his name because he's officially a Cougar. The six-four guard. He'll redshirt after transferring from Elon. He was the Colonial Athletic Association Rookie of the Year. Averaged 14 a game there. That's a, that's a nice pickup. I, I gave him the tour. I uh, closed the deal, so he is coming to BYU. He had a 30- okay, I, didn't, I didn't close the deal, but it was a factor, hopefully.
0: No, you take credit for that. <laughs> you take, absolutely take credit for that. He's a
1: point guard. He's tall.
0: He dropped a cool 32 points on Drexel at one point as a freshman at Elon. Yeah. So, the dude can ball. Yeah, he can absolutely play. Speaking of basketball, Long Beach State men's basketball announcing that they will host BYU on November 16th at 10.30 p.m. Pacific time. So, 1.30 in the morning for you East Coasters. It's part of ESPN's 24 Hours of Hoops season kickoff.
1: Uh, and Chris Watkins is resigning as BYU men's soccer head coach. Uh, he'll continue with the women's team as the associate head coach, but he's been the men's soccer team for 21 years, influential in winning national championships with the club, as well as getting BYU to the Premier Development League. So, uh, hopefully he has a little more time at home. I'm not sure, though. Women's soccer keeps him pretty busy. Absolutely. But he did a great job. I personally worked with Chris a lot in men's soccer, so happy to see him. Um, maybe I get a little more
0: time. Worthy of a rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nate. A little less swag for BYU football. Williams walks into the end zone with a BYU touchdown. And Jamal Williams makes it a two-score lead. The next Jamal Williams BYU football highlight coming in 2016, or so we hope. BYU head football coach Bronco Mendenhall released the following news yesterday on his senior running back. To quote him, Jamal has withdrawn from school for personal reasons and will redshirt the 2015 season. We plan on Jamal returning for the 2016 season, end quote. We broke the news at the end of BYU Sports Nation yesterday, and guess what? About 24 hours later, it stinks just as much.
1: It really does. It's, it's a bummer that Jamal Williams won't be there. And whatever the reason is that he withdrew, it doesn't matter. But why right? would he
0: do that? Yeah, and
1: that's what everyone wants to know. It doesn't matter. And it's none of our business, okay? And it's, in this day and age, it's, we'll find out at some point. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that Jamal Williams redshirts and gets back to BYU in 2016. Because he is a tremendous player, and BYU needs him. In 2016, Tanner Mangum needs him as a running back next season.
0: Can we just say that our support and love go out to Jamal? Let's get that out there right now. We want him to get right so that he can come back in 2016. That's what matters. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unwelcome. And it's impactful for sure. But it does no good to mire in it. It's like setting up camp in a field of manure. Hey, let's put our tent there. No, Wait, that was every Boy Scout no. camp for me. We're going to push forward. Really? Wow. What You had to. Bad experience Yeah. Boy
1: Scouts. No, it was good. It was good. Brother How- Anderson, thank you. No, it wasn't that bad.
0: How about the things that do matter, Jerem? Right now, we discussed a couple of them. There are several other things that are now affecting BYU football right now. Starting with this. Who's
1: going to replace Jamal Williams? Okay, Algernon Brown is right behind him. To me, that's the number one candidate for the majority of the carries. Okay, Obviously, Taysom Hill is affected the most. I think Taysom Hill runs more because of this. Um, which you don't necessarily want, yes, because he's great, but two, you just don't want him to get hurt, right? All John Brown, Adam Hine, Nate Carter. Those are your three behind him that you hope produce something, which brings us to the stat of the day. Mm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 2,526. Jamal Williams has 2,526 career rushing yards. That's a lot. I believe that's top 10 active returning uh, in 2015. That's more than double the total from Brown Heaney and Carter. <laughs> okay. So that that brings us to our Twitter question today. What will the absence of Jamal Williams mean for this season? BYU will not be able to rush the rock as effectively as they would have. Yeah, they won't with be Jamal as good Williams. at
0: running back, period. Like that is the no-brainer.
1: A scientific fact, right?
0: So what has to happen now to provide depth to the running back group? Because now there is not just to. any roster spot. Like, you you have, you have need another body. Right. And they had other
1: dudes on the team that were among the running backs, right? Uh, Cody Bond, uh, Squally Canada's is redshirting the Washington State transfer. Colby Hanson, Toluai Ho-Ching, right? He's more of a bruiser. A.J. Moore, Peter Welsh, okay? But they may need to add someone. Do, do you dare move Harvey Longy from linebacker to running back? No. I, I say no, but th- it's a thought, okay? One thought out there yesterday was, do you play Tanner Mangum at quarterback and Taysom Hill at running back? That's not going to happen, okay? Um, Although it's a funny thought, okay? Tanner Mangum will have his day in the sun, and it won't be this year.
0: What about Riley Burt? Talented running back in high school, part of the new recruiting class out of Box Elder High School in Brigham City, Utah. He was a star running back.
1: They were going to play him at DB, but uh, there's a pick for me. I I think they move. I think they move. We're going to find this out tomorrow. Those questions will be answered. And it will be fluid. It will be fluid. And, and who else is the man, right? Because Adam Heaney, I think he's a, a good returner. I don't think he's a very effective running back. Um, Nate Carter should flash as a brilliance against Nevada and Savannah State. Um, but in terms of the horse, the guy, Algernon Brown is the guy. Now, word on the street is that he's slimmed down and is faster, yet is still a bruising type of back. Hmm. So that's good news because I think Algernon Brown can be a good running back for BYU. Not, not
0: as good as Jamal, but I think he can be good. What does this do for Taysom Hill's role now in the offense?
1: He keeps it more. He keeps it because BYU's offense is predicated upon effective rushing. It's a rushing offense. Like when you see Oregon and all the Baylor, all these teams, they sling it right. They want they want to spread the field. But BYU's specific spread option is made to rush the ball well. Taysom Hill is the greatest rushing quarterback BYU's ever had. In fact, by the end of this year. Bold prediction. Not that bold. Taysom Hill will be the all-time leading rusher at BYU now with Jamal Williams not there.
0: So you think it's he's going to go happen. for around 1,300 yards?
1: It'll be Yeah. I, I could see in a situation where Jamal's not there, like this one, that Taysom totes the rock a lot. See, this
0: is my concern.
1: Yeah, me, we too. Don't, me too. We don't
0: want Taysom Hill to run the ball more than he has in the past. And with Jamal Williams out do you not naturally feel the inclination that I need to do more because I know I'm an unbelievable athlete?
1: I feel that way every time I get on the basketball court. That's funny that you oh, said that. My <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, if, if I'm Taysom Hill, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust my guys. But guess what? The next three weeks, very important to feel confident in those guys. Who's, who's actually going to emerge? I trust Algernon Brown, and that's the one guy that I go, okay, there's a guy that can actually carry a load and probably get a bigger chance than he would have. But behind that, TBD, man.
0: Man. Okay, so no Jamal Williams for sure in 2015. He will redshirt. All of these questions we just brought up are affecting BYU right now. But you can't help but think about the future, Jerem, with that 2016 schedule looming. And there are a lot of different things that can happen in a year's time. For better or worse. What if Jamal doesn't come back? He he's gonna have the option to transfer.
1: Okay, yeah, and let's explain how this works. So you have five years to play four, right? Jamal Williams luckily still had his red shirt because if he didn't, he'd be done. He'd be done. Harvey Unga didn't have a red shirt, and so he was done when he had a situation where he withdrew from school. In Brandon Davies' situation, withdrew from school, played that fall, but he had a red shirt. But he had. Uh, no, right. didn't, no, didn't oh, use he the redshirt. That's right, that's he right, had he did not. one. He didn't use it. Gotcha. He didn't okay. need to. Okay. In Jamal Williams' case, he's going to redshirt 2015 and hopefully be back for 2016. He could transfer and play somewhere else if he wants. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is an option if he wants to do it. And I hope he doesn't because he's beloved here. He's a huge piece of the puzzle. That schedule is awesome. And he could be the all-time
0: leading rusher. So to recap, five-year clock starts once you take that first step into a class as an enrolled student. Jamal has the red shirt year. That is the, the key. Thank in goodness all he of does. This. Oh, yes. my. So here's the silver lining. If Jamal Williams returns in 2016, and that's the stated plan, his knee will be stronger. He's coming off of a season ending horrific knee injury against Middle Tennessee State. That knee's going to be stronger.
1: Okay, a thought on that. Let, let's just talk about his knee only, okay? What other, whatever other issues exist, just ignore that for a moment. What if his knee wasn't going to be good this year? What if he was only going to be 80% from the start and then go down from there? Isn't it a good thing then? That would that be, a be a benefit. Return? Yes, this that is would a, be a benefit. This is, I, is a benefit. Trust me, I want Jamal Williams on this team this year, even at 80%. But Jamal at 100% against a tougher schedule next year. Not the worst
0: thing in the world. Tanner Mangum's transition to quarterback gets that much easier.
1: Hand to Jamal. Give hand it to hand your stud. to Jamal. That's the game plan.
0: Give the ball to your star running back. It, it makes Tanner Mangum's life that much easier. I bet Tanner Mangum's
1: like sad, but
0: I bet he went home and smiled just a little bit. Like, ooh, I could have Jamal? I wasn't planning on that. There is also this, and I got a chuckle out of it. Jamal Williams gets to play Utah for sure one more time.
1: Now that, now that is actually a thing, okay, that is awesome for Jamal. Now it's, it stinks, and I want Jamal to play this year, but there are, you're outlining them. There are some pros to having Jamal next season. 2016.
0: And I know that many of you are stuck on that. It's just too early to start pushing it forward. No, it's not. Because BYU football coaches, they have to do that. They have to do that right now. They're crossing a, the plains, dude. Done. Push forward done. On all the time. It's done. It's over. There's no sense in just setting like, what? It's over. <laughs> That's the accurate noise from every BYU fan yesterday. Uh, what? I'm giving you 24 hours to get it out, so you have 46 more minutes, <laughs> okay? No, we gave it 23 hours. We're moving forward low. now. Okay, yeah, it's a fall camp preview. We are moving it forward. And here, here's the other thing. Some more silver lining. Harvey Unga did not play in the Oklahoma game in 2009.
1: You can scrap it together. Yes. Brian Correa. I think Algernon Brown's a better running back than uh, Brian Correa. Fact. And Brian Correa was a, a workhorse, hard worker, academic All-American, okay? But – BYU can figure it out, right? Kaysom, they can. I, if I'm Robert and I, I've got to rethink the way that I call plays a little bit. J- just a little bit, right? You don't have to rework the whole thing. you got to think about it,
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> Algie Brown had some nice games last year. Do you remember that truck run at Cal? Yes. Oh, baby. There's more of that coming. And if he slimmed down like you just talked about, Jerem, and is quicker, has better lateral movement... Those are all good things.
1: Yeah. And algae B- B- we trust. And BYU needs a bruiser. Uh, that was a question from David Nixon. BYU is third and one, third and two. Who's the guy that's going to get them a tough yard or two? Maybe it's Ho Hoching, who's kind of this battering ram. And Algernon Brown, Nate Carter can be your changeup. Yeah, calling Nate Carter. Nate played well against Texas, as I recall. Two touchdowns, I believe, in that third quarter. Until- so we'll they, They've got to pick it up. They, listen, there are 85 scholarships. It's not like you just invest in one dude. Taysom Hill is the one dude. But I mean at running back. You don't you, you give all these guys scholarships. Nate Carter, I don't think, has one.
0: Until but you give Nate the, Carter You have
1: other dudes. That's why you recruit
0: multiple guys. Until Nate Carter does something to show me that he doesn't belong. I'm all in, man. Now does the coaching staff feel the same way, Spencer? That's the key. That is the question, right? That's the question. Algie Brown, Adam Hine, Nate Carter, perhaps Riley Burt, perhaps A. J. Moore.
1: Maybe one of these
0: other guys mm-hmm. like
1: Was it was it Josh Whippy? Yeah, I'm writing. Who knows? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
0: We tweet. What will the absence of Jamal Williams mean for this season? At C Murphy Pro, with our first tweet says opportunity for others to step up, opportunity for a rallying cry for Bronco to use to motivate.
1: Now the thing that stinks uh, about this a lot of it. This was so late in the game, two days before fall camp, the BYU cannot replace him. They can't go get a Juco guy if this was spring or something. The timing was terrible.
0: Up next, BYU football fall camp begins tomorrow with or without Jamal, and we give you a full preview of each position. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Fall camp practices begin tomorrow. What this means is live coverage via Periscope, if you're unfamiliar with what that is, live streaming uh, via your phone. So you can, it's an app. You can watch live video, right? So we're going to have someone periscope live interviews after practice starting tomorrow at 8 uh, p.m. Eastern time and every media availability uh, the entire fall camp, plus uh, you know, interviews on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we'll have highlights you know, from practice when they let us shoot. So check it out on BYU Sports Nation, BYU TV Sports uh, Twitter account. Just hang with us. You'll have tons of access to fall camp.
0: Yeah, unprecedented. No one will cover it like Not only in fall camp, but uh, with the announcement of our new show, Inside BYU Football on BYU TV, debuting on September 1st at 7 Eastern.
1: I was just thinking about this. So the last two years, we will have created three new sports shows on BYU TV. This one, Solid. Inside BYU Football, and After Further Review.
0: Solid. Okay, trying to bring it to you, the people. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. What will the absence of Jamal Williams mean for this season? At Skyhawk94 says... Not a big deal. Taysom is our best running back anyway. And if Jamal comes back, it'll be nice to have him help the new quarterback. I agree with part of that. I, I think it is a big deal that you lose Jamal Williams. But, as we referenced, Jerem, 2016 helping Tanner Mangum transition in. That, that is one of the major points yeah, of I, silver
1: lining. I like gold more than silver, but there is silver lining.
0: Joining us now, it's a fast Friday. Six-year NFL veteran, former BYU standout linebacker Brian Keel. Brian, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation.
2: Thanks, guys. I, I can't let that go. I, just, I, I Exactness is so important to me. Taysom is not our best running back. Okay? Taysom might be the best at getting rushing yards, but that is different than being our best running back. And I hope people realize that. <laughs> Taysom could play running back. He could. He wouldn't be as good as Jamal is. Inter- I want people to realize that he is a fantastic runner, but running from the quarterback position is totally different than running from the tailback position. And I, a lot of people times people don't understand that. It's like like the wildcat, okay? It was was a craze? It still is around, but it was a craze in the NFL a few years ago. That is very different than being a tailback. The blocking's different. The numbers are different. The way the defense has to honor it is totally different. Going back to Taysom, fantastic runner. He could be a great running back. He's not better than Jamal Williams. There you go.
1: There you go. And that leads us right into our fall camp preview breakdown of each position group. So let's start with quarterback. Uh, obviously, Taysom Hill is there. Let's talk about who's behind him and what we've got there. Okay? So Tanner Mangum is going to be the number two. There will be rhetoric like this. Well, there's a competition for the backup. Tanner Mangum is <laughs> going to be the backup, people. Okay? Bo Hodge is in there. Uh, Merrill Hodge's son. You got Coy Detmer Jr. You got McCoy Hill. So you got a couple of guys in there, but a lot of, uh, a lot of youth for, for sure. BYU.
2: What do you think of the backups for BYU? I, I, I haven't seen any of them in, 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 <laughs> in, in live action or anything. So I'm actually excited um, to watch some practices and see what's there. So I'll, I'll reserve any of my judgment uh, because it wouldn't be accurate as it is. But uh, I look forward to – I mean, there's, there's good names, so that's good. I don't know what any of them are capable of. So I'm going to go watch when, when fall camp starts and see what we got there and see, see what we can hope for. But I agree with you. Yeah, I think most likely Tanner's the guy. To nobody's surprise, and Taysom we trust. Yeah. That, that, that <laughs> is the whole sentiment. season hinges yes. on yes. His, his knee brace. I have a voodoo doll at home that's in a glass case <laughs> that's protected. <laughs> no. that uh, no. Nothing's going to happen to him. <laughs> oh, my god. I, I promise you. It's not, it's not pagan. That's not weird. It's, not, it's just football, guys. I'm going to knock for the next that's hour. It's just football.
0: The running back position now just has a major twist thrown into it with the loss of Jamal Williams. For me, Brian, BYU's offense goes from an A- to a B plus. I still think it's going to be very solid, put up a lot of points, just not as explosive. So specifically at running back, it's Algie Brown, in my opinion, and then then what? Then what?
2: Yeah, So so it hurts us. There's no question. There's no way to spin it that it doesn't hurt us in the present. But if you look at the... If you look at the long term, if you look at the big picture, you could make an argument that this actually helps the BYU football program if everything works out and he's back here healthy and happy and hungry in 2016. The reason That's I three say ages. that what's the three ages. <laughs> The reason I say that is our schedule that year is the toughest ever, and so let's say that we have all our offensive weapons this year. We have this great year, whatever. It, that's tough to replace next year going into that tough schedule. So it helps to, to have this great arsenal that we can pull out of our back pocket, hopefully, next year. So that helps us. Is the group good enough this year with Taysom? Yeah, so, so, so yeah, so we're hurt. There's no question it hurts us this year, but we're still good enough. Those, those other running backs are capable. And so we lose some firepower, we, we, we lose some emotion and and that that will be that'll probably be the hardest part to replace not the yardage that he would have given us but just the the fire and ice man
1: That's a great point because I remember in the Boise State game I don't think BYU got a first down in the first quarter and and Jamal Williams got ripped off like a 12-yard run or something in the second
2: quarter and he scored a to touchdown there was
1: so much energy there yeah. and it really lifted the team up That's and you're and right, that's, that's an underrated part of his
2: game immeasurable and and it's something that he brings to the table that kind of gets overlooked And especially in our offense, we have a scheme offense. It's a scheme. It's a a gimmicky scheme offense, no question about it. And so good or bad, whatever your view is on that, it is what it is. Running backs in that type of offense, they're going to get their yardage. They're going to get their yardage. Um, Jamal's obviously a fantastic running back. What I'm saying is I think our guys will still get good yardage. Will they get as much as we would have? I don't know. It's the emotion that's really going to be missed.
1: Okay, who's a breakout player in this group? To me, it's Nate Carter. I think he needs to get, he needs to get a few more reps in, in bigger games to see what he's got. He's going to have a chance. 6.2 a carry. Yeah. Granted, he, we'll uh, see if Nevada, was. he was really good, okay? yeah. and that was a game BYU need him. Savannah State, he puts up like 116, but Algernon Brown and then Hine. I'm, I'm not sure how effective Hine is as, as a running back. Yeah. He'll get his, his He's got the speed,
2: so we'll find out. Yeah. We'll find out.
0: And then somebody
1: else. Like yeah. it's not just those three dudes. There's gonna be somebody else in yep. the mix.
0: Looking at the wide receiver group, I think now with the loss of Jamal Williams and the running back group for sure, this is for sure the strongest group on the offense. Yeah. Maybe Garrett 2J has a serious issue with that and <laughs> will come at me hard about the <laughs> offensive line. I don't know. But you look at the wide receiver group Mitch Matthews, Nick Kurtz, Taryn Houck, Jurgens, hey, okay? Colby Pearson, Blackman. Devon Blackman. You Henderson. throw in all those guys, Kurt Henderson. Yeah. I just listed out seven names yeah. right there. Who is the standout in that group and who is the breakout player? Who's the guy that's going
2: to surprise you, Brian? Um, pff, the standout in that group. I mean, it's hard to go against Mitch. I mean, he's just, he's established. He's effective. Um, he's going to be a senior. He's, he's got the Scott, relationship with Taysom. Yeah. I don't know about predictions. Um, you know, he, he doesn't have the most potential of everybody in that group. Who does? Um, Man, I don't know. What do you think of Kurtz? I, I like Kurtz. I think Nick
1: Kurtz could, yesterday Brian Logan said, I think he'll lead the team in receiving uh, in catches and yards. I that wouldn't like, wow. surprise me. Yeah.
2: I like him. I like him. When I was training in the spring, I, was, I sat in the cold tub with him uh, trying to recover, trying to get our muscles back. Uh, you know, So we we're, were chilled in there. But I had a good chat with him. I had never really talked to him before. And I uh, came away impressed. He's a sharp young man, good kid, and, and expect big things out of him. So potential, all sorts of potential. Um, but, yeah, our receiving core is, is fantastic. Someone someone asked me at the gym yesterday. Right when this news came out, I was sitting there on the bike reading my phone, you know, reading about about this news, and some BYU fan came up It was completely just, you know, dejected and, 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 and sullen and sad. And I told him, I said, hey, you know what? I said, it sucks for us now, but here's the thing. It helps us next year if, if he can come back, those three H's. But hey, let's just throw the ball more this year. We're BYU. Let's just throw the ball more this year. That helps us now and that helps Taysom. So let's just do that. Easy do you, easy solution.
1: Do you think that will happen? I I, I don't know. Like, but I, I, want, I I'm with you. I think they're good receivers. I think Taysom's uh, an underrated passer. Yeah. He was at 67%
2: before the injury last year. He's doing he, He's underrated and he's he's uh, under-tapped, if you will. He's got potential that that is just unmind. And let's, let's, let's explore it. Let's see what's there. I don't have a vote with the coaches over there. They don't really care what I say, but if I did have a
1: vote, you can text Dr. Bob. If I did
2: have a vote, Hey, let's pass it. Let's throw it more. Let's, (laughs) let's, you know, let's do it.
1: Let's do this like sports illustrated. 86% of former BYU players say, pass the ball more in the upcoming season. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: that comes down to the offensive line and protecting Taysom Hill. Which was an issue last year. Which is our next position group. was was an issue last year. Garrett 2J is super high on guys like Kyle Johnson and T. John Caromo. For good reason. He's a freshman All-American returning. What is the status of the offensive line right now? I I think it looks way better than last year. Please don't get injured, players. Yeah. (laughs) But I think that the offensive line should show marked improvement. What do you think?
2: I hope they will. And Again, I haven't seen I went to a few spring practices. But um, I, I was, I've said this before. And, and you know what? If there's offensive linemen listening, there probably aren't. But if they are, you I, you mean, know, I'm going to call you out right now. We need better play from you. Okay? In looking at the team the last couple years and contrasting that to the teams I was fortunate enough to play on, the biggest difference is the offensive line. And and I looked. I, I looked at those guys last year, and I thought about the guys that I played with, and I said, "Man, I don't know if one of those kids would have saw the field if they played when I was here, because we had good guys." Wow, it's a bold statement. And again, I, hey, if you're if you're an offensive lineman at BOU and you just heard me say that, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Be dominant this year. Going back to passing, the biggest thing that they lacked last year is not play action pass pass blocking, but drop back pass blocking. That's where they had a weakness. That's where Taysom was running for his life. He had no time and, and it really hurts you. That's an important
1: part of BYU's offense. There's a lot of experience there. Hopefully they can make the leap.
0: Only one senior on that offensive line. Riker Matthews. Who's healthy. Who is Who's finally Healthy. healthy. Okay, and that's for me, that, I mean that's just just stay healthy. It's tough to do in the trenches. Up next, more Fast Friday with Brian Keel. Who will stand out on this year's defense? Oh, we saved this we saved that part <laughs> for last on purpose for you. BYU Sports Station rolls on with our fall camp preview live on BYU radio and BYU TV. Secondary, big question. <sighs> Welcome back, sports friends. Fast Friday, fall camp football preview on BYU Sports Station. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live from Studio B.
1: Brian Keel hanging out as well. Hey, if you missed it earlier, we announced this Inside BYU Football, a brand new reality TV type program inside uh, the meeting rooms, the locker room, on the buses, on the plane, on the field. Debut September 1st, 7 Eastern time, a one-hour special recapping fall camp followed by weekly editions of the show Tuesday nights at 7.30 Eastern, 30-minute editions of the show, taking you inside BYU football like never before. It's have, going to be Have you awesome. ever
0: seen BYU football inside the locker room? No, because it's never had an open door, and now it will to our embedded crew. You can only watch it on BYU TV inside BYU football. Let's, go T- ahead, Jeremy.
1: Tuesday nights after further review inside BYU football. Set the DVR right now. It probably doesn't show up yet. It's so new.
0: (laughs) Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU senior running back Jamal Williams withdrew from school, will redshirt the 2015 BYU football season. We just discussed what that means for the Cougars. Now, download the podcast for that early conversation.
1: Elijah Bryant is officially a Cougar. The six foot four guard will redshirt this season after transferring from Elon, where he was the Colonial Athletic Association Rookie of the Year. The dude averaged 14 points a game. That was more than Tyler Haas' freshman year, by the way.
0: The Long Beach State 49ers, their men's basketball team, announcing that. BYU will play in Long Beach on November 16th, 10.30 p.m. Pacific time, Woo. 1.30 a.m. Eastern. So technically, for the East Coasters, that's Wednesday, November, or Tuesday, November 17th. Uh, that game will be part of ESPN's 24 Hours of Hoops season tip-off.
1: And men's soccer news, Chris Watkins will resign as the head coach after 21 years. He'll continue as the associate head coach on the women's soccer team.
0: Time now that we continue with our BYU football fall camp preview. We have Brian Keel, six year NFL veteran and former linebacker great in studio to help us do that. Brian, we say the defense for the latter part because this, this is where this is where you made a name for yourself, man. This is this is, right, this is where you paid the bill right <laughs> down your alley. Okay, so let's start with the defensive line. How much pressure can a 3-4 front and specifically this BYU defense give Get on opposing quarterbacks in 2015 with their personnel now?
2: Hopefully more than last year. I think, I think they, they have the potential. There's good guys. We got experience. Get guys back healthy. They should be hungry. Um, I expect them to get after the quarterback. I expect Bronson to just unleash. Um, you know, I'm going to go kind of before the games, I'm going to kind of poke him and prod him and get him, <laughs> get him mad and get him angry and get, get a mean streak going. And Does he get man. He will after I poke him and and prod him a little bit. (laughs) Show
0: him a picture of Kelly Olinick, okay? The Gonzaga Center. It's like, hey, Kelly Olinick said your weak sauce or whatever. There we go. Something. Something. The water (laughs) boy mentality using the Gonzaga Center. There we go.
1: <laughs> Gatorade is better
0: Okay, <laughs> I, I, love,
1: I love the defensive line for BYU Because five of the six guys in the two deep return okay? Experience Bronson Kafusi and Remington Peck at left end Nose tackle Travis Tuiloma Who, who Bron, uh, Bronco Mendenhall called the most important part of the defense hmm. Interestingly Kenzie Tauzinga, he's the newcomer to that Logan Tyle and Graham Rowley at right end Experience These guys hmm. have experience Now if you're experienced doesn't, uh, doesn't improve or you weren't that good, that doesn't matter. But I think these guys can take a step forward. They've, they've got um, experience in big games, and
2: hopefully that means they get a little more pressure on the queue. And here's, here's the thing. Um, rushing from the inside like these guys that we've just named, it's a little different than, than being the, the flashy premier edge rusher. Um, we'll go back to a guy I played with, Jan Jorgensen, the Mount West Conference's sack leader. I believe career sack leader, if I'm not mistaken, got a lot of sacks. Got to the quarterback a lot in the four three, no three four, and and then
1: or sorry in the three four, yeah, or it it switched after his uh, freshman
2: year. No three four, okay.
1: His freshman year was was one thing. He got to the quarterback a lot, and then it switched, and it it was more of a struggle. Or
2: or are you saying his success? Uh, Both. Yeah, the defense because stayed the same. The
1: point being, the D line—it's tougher yeah. in the uh, three-four. His best year, his best
2: line. year was '07. No, or It was '07. Yeah, his best year was '07, which was my senior year. Junior, his junior year. No, what Sorry. year is that? I,
1: I have caused a disruption in yes, the details. Yes, you have. Sorry, <laughs> pull it up. I do that all the time.
2: He, if I remember right, my senior year, '07, he got 14 sacks. I can't recall what, what, what class was he that year in 07. He was a junior in 2007. No. Was he a junior? No. He played in 09. He was a sophomore. I so think he was a sophomore. A sophomore. Okay. <laughs> we figured us. it out. Sorry. my bad. he was a Keep sophomore. Going. Keep Jared, going. what have you done? Keep going. 07, he was a sophomore, <laughs> and he got 14 sacks. Is that correct? 13 and a half is a soft in 07. Okay. okay so yeah. how, okay. In the, how in the world does he so pull does that off? Here's the thing. But here, here's how the does thing. he do that? What I, what I, my point was, he's not flashy. Sorry, Jan. He's not... He's not a freakish athlete. Sorry, Jan. Um, he had good moves. He worked his tail off. And he, he basically, he, his will lasted longer than his opponent. And a lot of his sacks came because of that. And that's kind of how it works on the inside resting the passer from the inside. It's, it's not flashy. It's, not, it's, it's more just impose your will and outlast the guy across from you. Not, not, I don't want to take anything away from Jan. He's a great football player, and he really helped our team. He was an integral part of our team. But getting back to these guys, if they, those, and those, those characteristics, those traits, those aren't God-given. You know, deciding to work hard, deciding to play the play longer than the guy trying to block you, hustling, that's decision. That's will. And, and any of these guys can demonstrate those abilities. Here's what I don't
1: want to say this year. Well, the defense is made so the linebackers can get – it's like, so, so you just <laughs> eat up blocks? Like You yeah. can tackle guys sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't want that to be an excuse.
2: You right? want, what you want is you want 11 guys that are a bunch of rabid dogs, and that ball carrier is a piece of meat. And they know if they don't get there first, they're not going to eat they're going to die. And you want 11 guys like that that are fighting, that are battling, that are in a competition to get to the ball carrier first. I hate the Seattle Seahawks. I've said that from this pulpit before. (laughs) But I respect the crap out of them. I respect their defense, even though I can't stand them. But if you watch their defense play, that's how every guy, they don't don't want the guy next to them to get the tackle. They want to get the tackle. They want to get the tackle. You know what happens as a result of that? they got a dang good defense, and that's what we need. Looking at the linebackers, the defensive line, let's say they do their job.
0: They're block eaters. They (laughs) take down the 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 offensive line so that the linebackers can step up and do what they are supposed to do in Mm -hmm. this Bronco Mendenhall defense. As you look at the linebacking crew, we already talked about who knows who the defensive leader is going to be. Generally, it comes from the linebacker. We don't know. We don't know. But in terms of just making plays. Who is the standout linebacker on this team? Just making plays. Warner. Fred Warner.
2: Oh yeah. You love you some Fred Warner. I do. Warner. I do. He's my guy. He's my guy. That's my horse. I'm going to ride him. What about the underrated linebacker
0: on this team that could have a breakout season?
2: Um, I'm pulling for I'm pulling for Harvey. Harvey, Harvey Longy Long. from that inside linebacker I'm position. I'm pulling for him. BYU. I, want... I think BYU needs him to be really good. We, um, I don't know if I could say this, but uh, I'll say it, it anyway, like so it's too late. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, I'd never really talked to him, and um, I, I was in the locker room at halftime. I don't remember what game it was, so I was in the locker room. Um, I'll just say this. We were both doing our business, and uh, just number one, and uh, we looked to each Damn other. Damn, man. We looked to each other. We just had a little conversation about football, and um, i had never talked to the kid before, and I came away impressed. I did. I came away impressed. Like, this kid is, you know, he's he's sharp. He's he's kind of got his head on his shoulders. And I and I, I got in his camp. I said, you know what? I want this guy to – I want him to do well. I want him to be good. So, rise Maybe up. Longy breakout linebacker, according That's to Brian Keel. That's what I hope Keel. for.
1: My breakout, Cy Tautu. Graded out as the best linebacker um, on the team last year. Taki Taki. Sione Taki Taki, I think, is going to get to the quarterback a lot more. That We were – BYU was throwing some guys out there that didn't have experience. This year it's different. This year they 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 were solidifying concrete and now they're now they're rock solid.
0: Now for perhaps the biggest question mark in all of BYU football fall camp, and that is the secondary. Hmm. BYU, let's face it, did not perform well at all in the secondary last year. They they were exposed and thrown over the top of by several teams. And that's good scouting on the opponent's parts because the secondary had injuries. They certainly struggled. What happens now with this new-look secondary of BYU
2: football? They better rise up. That's all I can say. Last year was just pathetic. Nothing short of pathetic. Yeah, I said it. You were pathetic last year. Okay,
1: let's look at some numbers to validate or... Not right okay. <laughs> yeah. Total defense 56. But you look at uh pass yards allowed 270, 112th in ugh, the country. Got to get better. So let's look at some of the names in here. Yeah, okay? that's pathetic. Okay, field corner Micah Hanneman. Okay, I liked him in spring, I thought he was good. Boundary, off of a mission. B- off a of mission, Michael Shelton behind him, Jordan Prater or Michael Davis. Those guys started games and had had bright spots.
2: Yeah, last year. there's potential, there's all sorts of potential. There's quickness there. I like yeah. it.
1: Eric Takanaka or Grant Jones. So you're throwing a brand new cat safety out there. This is this is the uh, you know a, re- a replacement last year after multiple injuries, and then Kainakua or Chris Badger. So you're replacing three of the four starters in the secondary. Biggest question mark for me. Yeah, only 21 career starts returning that. Um, who, who's the most important piece of that secondary? The free safety is making the calls. It depends on who
2: you ask, but um, I mean. Logistically, it's the free safety making the calls because if he's messed up, then everybody's going to be messed up. So, you know, mentally, it's it's that spot. Physically, it's the field corner because that's the hardest position. He's out there kind of by himself, and he's got a lot of field to cover. and And if he messes up, bombs over Baghdad, and we saw that last year. And so, physically, that's the you know that's the position that's, that's hardest and um I don't know. Going back to those guys, there's potential. Um, they're just showing highlights. Kind of Kua. He is. He is an athlete. Former quarterback. Who he's he's an, an athlete, man, and and you know, kind of a knucklehead. And you know, we're not <laughs> not gonna ha- rehash that. But let's let's get him matured. Let's get him sharp. And 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 I think he could be fantastic for us. I think he could be a game changer back there. Ball hawking. You know, changing changing games. You can alleviate that with some pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, that helps. Brian Keel bringing it, calling out the offensive line, hey. and the secondary. Hey, <laughs> hey I, I speak the truth. So you you don't like it, then change it. You but got, really, you got 12 games this year to do it. So probably 13. 13 games this year to to, to, to change it. You're just motivating, and you know that. right? Yes,
0: fuel. <laughs> Up next, more from our full camp preview. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. It's our fall camp football preview. Starts tomorrow.
1: And practice begins tomorrow. uh, About 8 Eastern time is when media availability is scheduled. We will periscope live interviews after practice. So check that out via the BYU TV Sports handle on Twitter. Also, BYU Sports Nation will have full coverage the entire fall camp. Check that out next week, uh, noon Eastern, of course, on that. If you haven't heard, and we've been talking about it, we published the top 16 plays of Independence, okay? Round one is this week. Voting in Sunday night at 11.59 Eastern time, we will announce the round of eight. I think Elite Eight. I don't know if that's trademarked, probably, and we can't say it. What? But you just did. The Elite Eight. The round of eight. Monday, we will announce on BYU Sports Nation which plays advance. So go to org and vote on those plays. The
0: excellent eight. Thank we, you. We just, we just turned that. The sinister six. Does anybody else Magnificent it? seven. The, the enduring eight. Okay. <laughs> Our Twitter question today. What will the absence of Jamal Williams mean for this season? At BYUFan1995 says, It will just require everyone to step up. It is a team sport, remember. I hate to draw this comparison, but I couldn't help but at least think about it a little bit. The absolute panic and chaos that resulted from the loss of Braxton Miller for Ohio State last year as the quarterback. I'm not saying BYU is Ohio State. I I'm so, not saying so that. What, at are all. You saying? what I am saying is it is a team sport and you can overcome the loss of a really good player if everybody else can play really well. Ohio State. And JT Barrett did was a that.
1: Heisman trophy. Exactly. Candidate.
0: Exactly. They lost Braxton Miller. You can imagine the panic that that fan base and that program felt. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, can BYU rise up together? Can everybody step up their games just a little bit?
1: Oh, we don't need to look to Ohio State to know what that's like. You look to, I don't know, last season when Taysom Hill got injured and Jamal Williams, and it stunk. Didn't it? When Jamal went out, that stunk, right? And that added, uh, you know, insult to injury, really. Mm. Or injury to insult. No, it added injury to injury. Either way. Because of Helen Williams. Whatever. You get the point.
0: What are we doing now? <laughs> we will find out just what this BYU football team can and will do on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers.
1: 29 days. Okay, we've been doing this ridiculous countdown. When did we start again?
0: 256, I think.
1: And we're down to 29. It's happening. It's happening. We are less than four weeks away from football. Okay, Boise State hosts Washington four weeks from tonight. Game. You watch that game. Get ready for Boise State the next week. Game number one for
0: BYU. Four weeks from tomorrow. Woo! Four weeks from tomorrow.
1: Listen, I live for football season. I love men's basketball. I love men's volleyball. I love all of it, right? But the year is defined by when football is and when football isn't.
0: What will the absence of Jamal Williams mean for BYU this season at Kali underscore 171? It's this an opportunity awesome to be able to help the passing hashtag elite receivers. If I'm a receiver, if I'm Mitch Matthews or I'm Nick Kurtz or Mitch Juergens or whoever, we got you back. I am screaming in Taysom Hill's ear, throw me the ball.
1: I bet they've been saying that for a long time. Anyways. Now they say, "Dude, that's what receivers do." You have do. no excuse. That's what receivers do. Throw me the ball, Glenn Kozlowski. I've never not been open. Right? <laughs> didn't you say something like that? If he, I'll just attribute it to him. I don't even care. Your
0: studio B buddy, Glenn Kozlowski.
1: I, I love that guy. Platonically,
0: <laughs> and he loves you. <laughs> Up next, Platonically. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Whoops. It's time
1: for the Cougar whip Around. Football. BYU fall camp begins today with players reporting, and tomorrow is the first practice. Also, yesterday, BYU announced senior running back Jamal Williams withdrew from school, will redshirt this season, and Bronco Hall said he expects him to return in 2016.
0: Men's basketball. The Cougars bolster their roster as they land six foot four guard Elijah Bryant transferring from Elon. He was the Co- a Colonial Athletic Conference Rookie of the Year Hill will redshirt the 2015-2016 season.
1: Soccer. Also Long Beach <laughs> announced its hosting BYU, men's hoop still. In a Monday night matchup on ESPN or on any ESPN. I'm not sure if we know what channel that is yet. On November 16th, 1030 PM Pacific time. Men's soccer. Chris Watkins is resigning as men's soccer head coach after 21 years. He'll continue as the associate head coach on the women's. Baseball. That
0: was a really bad false start on my part. That's point. all right.
1: First and 15. We'll get it. Jacob we'll Hanneman. She's
0: elite. Went two for three. Whoa! Jacob Hanneman went two he for said. three with three runs batted in and the stolen base in an extra inning loss last night to the Birmingham Barons. Hanneman having a nice summer.
2: Cougars and the PGA.
1: Former Cougar Zach Blair tees off at 1 p.m. Eastern in the Barracuda <gasps> Championship. He's currently sitting at... Three under last I saw. Three under last time Spencer Linton saw. Him. There you
0: go. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU2 sports standout Paul Lasique continues to make a name for himself in Arizona Cardinals camp. Earlier this week, the Cardinals running back coach Stump Mitchell <laughs> told Vice Sikahama <laughs> on a radio show that if he was in peril versus a bear, he would take Paul Lasique over a shotgun. Huh? Huh? <laughs> The point is, he is making an—everybody's talking about Paul Asikia at Cardinals camp. Seriously. Even a dude named Stump. His running back—when the running back's coach says, yeah, I'll take that guy over a shotgun versus a bear, Paul's making the team. Paul's making the team.
1: Also, if you missed this, two mentions from Sports Illustrated with uh, former or future BYU Cougars. SI.com said that BYU alum Taylor Sander— is one of 10 first-time Olympians to watch going into Rio a year from now. Awesome. Nice. And in the latest edition of Sports Illustrated, BYU's Mount Mormon Mo Longy is the poster boy for an article about the trend of teams signing and using bigger specialty players. They talk about Baylor having a couple. You remember the O-lineman that caught the touchdown? Yeah. Give Mo the nice. ball on the one-yard line. So he's in, S- he's in Sports Illustrated, and he hasn't even played a down of football in the U.S. What a week. Man. Let's recap with
0: our favorite sounds
1: this just out from BYU football, BYU running back Jamal Williams to miss the 2015 season. I'll read directly from this. Jamal has withdrawn from school for personal reasons and will redshirt the 2015 season, Mendenhall said. We plan on Jamal returning for the 2016 season.
2: Honestly, I feel like Jason is going to be one of the best players in college football. I mean,
1: that's kind of a bold statement, but I just... I know him. I know his work ethic, and I know how competitive he is. And I'll definitely know his athletic ability. The sky's the limit for him, and I expect a big season from him.
0: So if that defense can come together and be where they're supposed to be. And if Brian and I aren't talking in Week Ten on uh, after further review, like we were last year, about blown assignments defensively, <laughs> right. then, then this BYU team has a chance to overachieve what their preseason expectations are. There's definitely,
1: you know, a second thought when you're when you're running down, you see Paul C.K. come around the corner. and like, okay, you know. Do I really want to? You know, maybe I'll sidestep them or you know, give them a little move.
0: What are the benefits of that outside of swimming? Shaving your arms and
2: legs. You look really good in shorts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps "favorite" was the wrong word choice. As we are yeah, like with favorite the Jamal Williams news. Or just the sounds. Just of the, the week. sounds of the week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, next week, uh, Washington Redskins tight end Devin Mahina will join us. Women's basketball coach Jeff Judkins. Full coverage of fall camp, and of course, Brian Keel.
0: Today's Rise of Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're giving it to you, the yeah. BYUSN Twitter people. 10,000 Twitter followers on our BYU Sports Nation account. Awesome. Thank
1: you. And if you missed it, Inside BYU Football debuting this fall starting
0: September 1st. Awesome. Elite Tweet of the Day from At Shamo says, Fact, BYU lost both Hill and Williams last year. Offensive yards and scoring still similar in Brown-Hene we trust. Thanks to our guest, Brian Kill, and everyone on our crew. The show on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Micah Matsuzaki. Ball camp begins, baby!